Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us at Liberty Station. Tonight, we have a, a pit bull on the line. Uh, this, this man is a great uh, asset to the conservative movement in America. Uh, more than that, just to the ideals of America. In the stairwell at, uh, at the law school of Harvard, there's a plaque that's used in the commencement every year that says, the laws, the wise restraints that make men free. And it's this idea to apply restraints towards evil in order to, to pursue excellence. But we're in a day and age where the law is no longer about restraining evil. It's now weaponizing against good people and usurping these inalienable rights. And our guest tonight is the president of Judicial Watch. His name's Tom Fitton, and he has taken this organization to a level where he has empowered Americans across the country because liberty is like muscles. If you don't exercise them, you lose them. And I made a comment before the show, uh, your arms are almost as big as his. Uh, the, not only is he a beast physically, but uh, judicially, and uh, he just, uh, in, intellectually, he is a great man. I uh, got a chance to get to know him at Council for National Policy, and he has been a friend of the ministry and uh, a friend of liberty and a defender of liberty. Folks, welcome to our program tonight. Tom Fitton, welcome. Well, I appreciate that gracious introduction. I hope I can live up to the uh, 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 to the wonderful words. They're good to be with you both. Well, you you will because uh, seriously, uh, we were just talking before the program, and Bryce and I, uh, we tonight we do not want to be the guest on our own show. We want you to run with it because all the things that Judicial Watch are doing. I didn't know, Tom. I didn't know what a FOIA was until I heard you. Uh, Freedom of Information. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't yeah. know what a FOIA was till I came here. You know, I say yeah, that half jokingly, but you know, who did know what FOIA was until Judicial right. Watch came along? You know, the interesting thing about the Freedom of Information Act for those viewers who don't, still don't know what it is, it's a federal law that allows access uh, to government records. Uh, and it was signed into law in 1967 by um, someone who didn't want to sign it into law, uh, President Johnson. <laughs> yeah, it would have been Johnson, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine he's no fan or something like that. Well, anyway, it was signed into law. The left used it for a decade, decade and a half uh, to target the uh, anti-communists in our government, right? They didn't like right. the idea of the government doing this work against communist, uh, communism here and abroad. And so they were harassing the national security state. You know, frankly, they needed a little harassment. There's nothing wrong with oversight. Well, Judicial Watch came along and started using FOIA to advance conservative values. And we take the approach that, you know, as conservatives, that the government typically is uh, corrupt. And so, uh, you know, pretty much everything they do deserves a look-see. And so right. we file Freedom of Information Act requests. And even worse, even when there is evidence of corruption, it's too often only Judicial Watch that's actually following up with FOIAs to figure out what's going on. And you know, we've we've uh, changed the course of history repeatedly as a result of using this precious, precious right we have to close out of our ability, our constitutional right to petition our government. Right. When you think about it, it's that core First Amendment right to say we deserve and we have a right, a God given right. To find out what the government's up to, if, if there's going to be consent of the government, the governed, how, how can that operate? If the government operates largely in secrecy, that that and and tell t tell the viewers and the listeners some of those great victories that you've accomplished at Judicial Watch that really has, 
in in modern history changed the course for so many of us. I mean, in the thick of it, when when it was just absolute darkness and frustration, it seemed like there was just no good news. All of a sudden, Judicial Watch would come out and I'd be like, yeah, Tom, go get them, man. Uh, share with us some of those so that the folks can hear it, if you would. Some well, of your you know, favorites. The, 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 the biggest success or the most, I would say, historically significant work has been is related to Benghazi. Now, you remember the Benghazi um, lie where uh, we had this terrorist attack in Benghazi, Libya. We lost an ambassador, the first time it's happened since Jimmy Carter in Afghanistan. And, um, you know, and three other good Americans. There was a young, a young State Department aide. I mean, I feel, you know, out of all the three, you know, the ambassador, he kind of knows what they're getting into. Uh, those CIA heroes... They've been around the block, but they sent this kid over there, and he ended up getting killed in this attack. So four, we fought, lost four great Americans that day, and uh, they lied about the circumstances of it. It was quite obvious they were lying. It was happened on 9-11, 2012, and they pretended it wasn't a terrorist attack, even though it had all the elements of that. And uh, so we started asking questions almost immediately. We sued, uh, and... Um, what was interesting about it is we soon we got some records and we noticed there were no Clinton records, right? No Clinton emails. So we, so rather than go back and say, did you search? Did we ask the right way, which is the game they play? We submitted yeah. another request. <clears throat> we sued again. And they came back with more, essentially the same group of documents and we said, well, what, what's going on here? This is the same group of records. You know, what about Clinton emails? It's Secretary of State. And, I mean, where are they? Yeah. 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 And um, and they stalled and delayed. This was during the uh, uh, 2000, I guess it was 2014, maybe 15. And uh, then they told the courts that, well, you know, there, there are other records we're looking at. And it turned out it was the Clinton emails. So our FOIA about Benghazi uncovered the Clinton emails, which led to really the her, unraveling of her presidential uh, hopes. Because yeah, she, she had that. Solved. She had a server. She had her own separate server. And yeah, well, yeah. So yeah. And again, you know, I just presume everyone knows this, but she was Secretary of State, and she was running her emails through a server in her home. Or at the Clinton Foundation, it's not necessarily, I, I forget which, but it doesn't really matter. So you had classified information being sent there, and um, none of that was being turned over in response to FOIAs. Congress couldn't figure it out. It led, once we uncovered, um, well, taking a step back, we had really kind of uh, pre put pressure on them because Congress had been investigating this, and they didn't want to do a select committee. Then we uncovered this document in the White House that showed that they were lying about the video, and they knew it was a lie. It, it and, and it wasn't intelligence that told them it was a demonstration that caused the attack that led to the to the deaths. It was a video, and they knew it from the get-go. That it was a lie, and, yeah. Um, and it was coming out of the White House. So that led to the creation of the Select Committee, that disclosure by Judicial Watch. And, of wow. course, as I say, that led to the emails – so we found that she was hiding classified information. So they started doing a, in retrospect, a pretend criminal investigation of her. And then um, we, the emails also, uh, through our, that, those emails and other litigation, we uncovered that 
uh, they were using the State Department to take care of donors to the Clinton Foundation. So you had this play-to-play -play scandal. So, you know, you put all of that together and the American people concluded she shouldn't have been president and in large measure, in my view, because of that corruption. So we didn't do it because I didn't know Hillary was going to run for president at the time we initiated these investigations. In fact, I was suspicious she would. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out she did. And these disclosures upended her campaign and uh, and and it resulted in President Trump being elected. And, and, and kind true. of kind of putting a wrench in the whole uh, World Economic Forum, all the stuff. And now they got Biden, who's fading rapidly. Bless you, uh, Tom. An, an, another one that that comes to mind uh, for Judicial Watch. I mean, that one that that takes the cake. But uh, you, there's been so many you've been involved in. Um, and 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 how did you also? How did you get involved with Judicial Watch? Uh, do you have a do you have a lawyer background? What what? No, what, you know, I'm what been inspired a sort you? of movement guy for you know since I'm a, since I'm a kid, practically speaking. And um, I joined Judicial Watch in 1998. I liked what they were doing in terms of this anti-corruption approach. Remember, we were operating. We were founded in '94. We're operating during the Clinton administration. Yeah, which was pretty darn corrupt. You know, talk about foreign influence. They had Chinese generals walking into the White House and to, for, for fundraisers with the president of the United States. Wow, amazing. And so we saw that crisis. And, you know, we, I started back when impeachment just began with Clinton at Judicial Watch. And, you know, the irony is uh, the Bush people came in after Clinton left. And their position was, oh, no, people, you know, people want to move on. So we're not going to be, we're not going to hold these guys accountable. And, uh, and by the way, the, all that transparency that we pretended to be concerned about during the Clinton years, oh, we don't care. We're not going to follow those rules either. So we ended up suing the Bush administration for records more often than the Clinton administration. And then Obama came in and all these issues, all the, all the, everything that was going wrong kind of really went wrong under Obama in terms of government corruption. Things metastasized in terms of government yep. corruption and arrogance. And, and Obama had these personal corruption issues as well. So uh, Judicial Watch became, you know, the number one watchdog in the, in the country, if not the world, in terms of holding this Obama administration to account. And we never slowed down during the Trump administration. And we just keep on doing more and better uh, through this Biden administration. With uh, with the judicial watching with the Biden administration, especially with the January sixth event and uh, the narrative that they've given us with uh, COVID, and I, I know there's areas that you know you you kind of want to stay in one lane and you don't want to run after certain things. But what do you avoid and what are you willing to dig into? Because you know uh, our fellowship, maybe unlike Judicial Watch. Uh, we're we're with some of these like there's a there's two grandmas whose doors were knocked down by the FBI because they were at the Capitol that day. Uh, we have somebody who never stepped foot in the Capitol uh, yet they're facing 16 years in prison. Uh, and and yet we watch 35 buildings burn during the inauguration and nobody's prosecuted. Is there and and footage is not being you know released and I, that's probably not an area you guys dig into. You probably like to. Uh, I mean, is, are there parameters? What, what? How do you guys pick a direction you want to go? Oh, we're not afraid of that. I mean, we're not afraid, Rob, to ask those types of que you know questions about what's going on. 
Well, I mean, I mean you could be you could be hunt you could be hunting for Area Fifty. I mean, they could have you all over the place. There, there's obviously. Oh yeah, well, you, you know, yeah, look, you, you, you know, yeah. January sixth for being told, Rob, is you know this is the worst day in American history, right? That's the yeah, way the yeah. left likes to pretend, right? And yep. so we're going to investigate what on that day. What are the videos? Where are all the videos from the Capitol? We exactly. sue Congress for the videos. They don't think they have uh, – you know, what's interesting is that Congress um, and your listeners should frankly ask their members about this. Uh, they don't uh, They don't follow FOIA. They're, so I can't FOIA Congress. We can't ask Congress under FOIA. There, but there is okay. a common <laughs> – we're confused, uh, Tom. We're confused because uh, you you said Congress doesn't follow FOIA, Bryce. Well, yeah, I was just about to just clarify that. So they are not subject to FOIA; they're exempt right. from that. They're wow. they're they're not subject to FOIA. Wow! But what they are subject to potentially, you know, I talked about this God given right, and you know, it's the common law right. Uh, to, that citizens have to access to government information. And it's a right that the courts have said predate our Constitution. And so we're not asking for Nancy Pelosi's personal FOIAs. They may have an objection constitutionally to that. But we are asking for the videos of the Capitol Hill police force from that day. What are right. the videos? What do they show? 14,000 hours of videos. What about emails between the police and the politicians who were running running the show that day. Where are they? So we sued in federal court. And this is the incredible thing. They've come back to us and said, well, you can't get these records because uh, we have sovereign immunity. And, you know, my non-lawyer way of describing that is that the um, Congress says, well, you know, you can't sue us unless we pass a law saying we can sue you or you can sue us. And that's not the way it works, certainly for in, uh, uh, this common law uh, uh, right that we're trying to vindicate. And then secondly, oh, even if you do have the right to public records, certain public records from Congress, these, quote, aren't public records. And even if they are, the public interest in them is not significant enough for them to be released. So A, they are, except they are promoting exemption from lawsuits and that um, – this most important day in American history, rec basic records about what happened that day, that to pick the event can't be released to the people. So that's the Pelosi Congress on January 6th, the same Congress whose rump committee under Pelosi, this 1-6 committee, I call it the rump committee because uh, it's not a real committee. It's, it's, it's invalid and Ill illegitimate, is trying to put their political opponents in jail for citing privileges and asserting privileges to, uh, you know, to avoid a testimony and to, to protect uh, uh, the president's rights and their own First Amendment rights. And for that, they're being punished by being um, sent over to the Justice Department for potential prosecution. So they're, they're, they're trying to jail people, uh, what they, they say are obstructing Congress, while they're hiding documents from the American people about the issue they're supposedly investigating. It's evil. Now, who, wh where's this going to go in your estimation? Because we've got folks that haven't seen the light of day. They're in that D.C. prison, which is just, it, it's a pit. That, that place is awful. Yeah. Um, they, they haven't been given due process. Uh, and, 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 we're, now they're going after members of Congress or members of the president's cabinet 
where, where will this go? And and they know that there's going to be a red wave in the midterms. At least that's all indicators. What's your what's your sense on all this, Tom? Well, the question is, is it going to get worse, right? Are they going to put more people in jail? I mean, they're targeting, the Justice Department is talking about targeting the um, uh, those in the states that we're talking about alternative elector slates, right? Uh, well, targeting yeah. members of Congress who are objecting under federal law and the Constitution. But they want to go after Clarence like, Thomas, uh, Clarence Thomas, too, because his wife. I mean, yeah, they're, my, they're trying know, to pick anybody. Thomas is being targeted. They're targeting uh, Clarence Thomas. Look, the left is on a warpath. We, you know, let, let me take a step back, Rob. I mean, I'm sure you agree with me here. We have this rising communism in our nation. Yep. And uh, it's 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 animating too much of the Rep the Democratic Party agenda at this time. And I'm not, I'm not being partisan. I'm just being analytical. No, I, I, we got you. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and the Republicans too often don't even aren't even aware of the crisis that's caused by that. So they were attacking kind of, you know, I, I have a book. I don't know if I have a copy of it anywhere I can show you. Well, anyway, it's attack on our Republic or our Republic under assault. I'll often get the title wrong because I confuse it with a I, – I change it into a Star Wars sounding title as opposed <laughs> to an actual title. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's – you know, our, our republic is under assault. All the elements that make up our republican form of government, the right to petition our government, our constitutional rights, our First Amendment right, attacking the House where they're trying to, you know, target, you know, the, the minority leader, for instance, McCarthy because he objected to the way the election was conducted. Right. Blowing up the Senate, remember what they did to Kavanaugh. Yeah. Uh, attacking the presidency. I mean, Joe Biden isn't defending the presidency under the guise of going after Trump. In fact, what they're doing is they're trying to undermine the separation of powers that protect us. Attacking the states. Uh, our border is under assault. Yeah. And then of course we have this mass censorship that I call a great suppression on all sorts of other issues. And, you know, we can go through it, you know, step by step, the COVID uh, uh, suppression, the uh, First Amendment suppression, uh, the, uh, and then of course we've got this attack on our, on our economy with this inflationary pressure, which to me yeah. could destroy a country as much as anything a foreign, a foreign invasion force could do. Agreed. So our republic's under assault and, Right now, there are people in jail who probably shouldn't be there. Uh, and the only question is, are they going to put more people in jail? Because, you know, my view, the way they talk about objections to the 2020 election, they want to jail pretty much anyone who uh, gets in their way. And if they yeah. could do it, they would do it. Tom, what what's your roadmap out of this malaise? Knowing what you know and and and, and inspired as you are, and as committed as you are, you're 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 not doing this because you don't see an end game. Uh, you you really you, you're hopeful. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't do it. It's the right thing to do. We're not in charge of the outcome. We're in charge of being faithful. But you know, come on. That knowing what you know, there's got to be something that you would consider priority in in the in the course of your day where you're given many avenues to to in, investigate. What what to you are the most hopeful areas and that you see Judicial Watch really focusing on? Well, the first thing we should remember, there's always an opposition, right? Yep. 
and you know, and and President Biden's learning there's an opposition, and you know, President Trump had an opposition, and that's that's the reality of it. So that's the good news. There's always people who want to do the right thing, and and I don't mean Republican or Democrat. I just mean you know, there's a. Yeah. I mean, you guys are you guys are in California. There's an opposition yeah. in California. We all think they're all a bunch of leftists there from the, from the Vanity, you know, kooky California. But you know, there are a bunch of there. Many, many yeah. fine Americans, both liberal and conservative in California, who we'd be happy uh, to continue to work with in, in furtherance of our American values. And so I'm, I'm confident in that. You know, look at the, you know, people have told us, you can't question the election. You can't be concerned about future elections. That hasn't stopped Americans from, A, asking questions about the election. They're not cowed. Or B, taking steps to secure their elections in the future. They're not right. count. So there's this, all this tremendous grassroots pressure. And the other thing is, you know, are we doing what we can do? And that's kind of what Judicial Watch is. So like, well, what is it we can do? Well, we can do FOIA. We can sue government officials when they commit misconduct. There are all these tools available to us under the law. And so if your listeners are wondering, what is it? What You know, boy, I feel, we feel upset about what's going on. It's like, then ask yourself, what is it you can do? We've well, got certain rights as a citizen still. Are you exercising all those rights? Are you petitioning your government? Are you engaged in the political process? Are you educating your fellow citizens, your family members, your fellow church members, your business associates? Are you doing what you can do? And, you know, I guess we always can be doing more if we're always if we're self-reflective about it. But, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, could, I sleep easily each night because I think yeah, we're too. doing what we can do. <laughs> And so if you're doing what you can do, things, you know, may not work out well. And, and you know, the other thing is, and, and uh, I, I'm an optimist. You know, and that's why I'm outraged all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I expect yeah. people to do the right thing. But I'm an optimist in the sense that for everything that's going wrong, one, one man, one woman, one leader could change it. That's right. Imagine if yeah. we had different leadership in the House and the Senate at key times in our recent history. Imagine we had different presidents or different Supreme Court justices. I'm talking about, you know, nine to 15 different people in leadership positions. If they were different, we would be in a very different country in terms of our policy discussions in our culture, yeah. even our cultural discussions. So, you know, uh, so that's why it's both fr uh, that's why I'm both frustrated and hopeful because I don't think it takes as much as people think it takes to transform that, a country and get a country back on track. That's wisdom right there. Yeah, that's wisdom. And 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 it and it speaks to me because that's that's probably in the last 18 months what I have learned. It doesn't take a lot of people to make an enormous difference. Uh, that has become so clear to me. Have you seen uh just switching a little bit because you were talking about the election have you seen uh, the clips or the previews of 2,000 Mules with Dinesh D'Souza? I have about the ballots, about the ballot uh, yeah. harvesting boxes. And, yeah. Yeah. Geo-targeting and how they, they've got, you know, they're, they have the mules. They show the, the transference of money. They take the rubber gloves off, the stuffing of, at, at the ballot drop boxes, and then following the tracking going back to the headquarters of the locations and they've got corruption evidence laid out i mean it, it it's better than anything i've seen of all the speculation with the you know the 
the voting machines were corrupt. All that stuff to me just seemed like distraction. This seems to me like, man, if they don't move on this, um, yeah, yeah. What are your th- what are your thoughts? Well, there are reasons those that way of voting has never been really seen as a positive. <laughs> Yeah, Europe, you know, Europe an, doesn't want it because it, it's know, awful. It's an opportunity for fraud. I mean, if you went into a bank and all the cameras they had spray paint over, they didn't keep any written records. Uh, they didn't know who was coming and going, whose money they were taking. And depo- I mean, it would, imagine that. You would say, with this bank, you can't trust anything. This, these people. <laughs> I'm going down the street. But that's yeah, that's, that's what was happening in too many states. And... Um, Look, the best way to assure, uh, you know, you can't protect against fraud completely, but you can take take basic common sense steps, voter ID, voting in person, uh, making sure that people are registered before they vote and and only allowing um, vote by mail in in really emergency or extraordinary circumstances. I mean, if you're getting your head shot at, abroad, you know, as a member of our military, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a way to count your vote, but otherwise you got to show up and vote. Yeah. And uh, certainly like in California, they have ballot harvesting, which is, uh, it just blows up confidence in the system because anyone can, you know, we could bring in a hundred Russians <laughs> and they could go around co- collecting ballots, nothing, you know, and that's, sh- who knows, no- nothing to police that. It's completely, no. uh, it, it's uh, a free-for-all. So there's got to be a lot of reform of our system. But the left hates elections. They don't like elections. I mean, this is why this vote by mail and, and early voting, in my view, is such a menace. Because, you know, that's not, you know, when you have votes that take place over over months and counts that take place over months, that's not an election in any normal sense of the word. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of like a rolling survey. With, 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 yeah, it's, with it's, we can have in such a survey. It's a banana republic. Yeah, it's, it's just well, how many more votes do we need to print? Because uh, this is how many we're down. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Tom, do you want to touch on what you do at Council for National Policy? I mean, Judicial Watch is a, a, a huge part of your life, but you also you now are in leadership at CNP, and and I don't know. I've never taken time to tell the folks about CNP, and and I. I have to tell you, with Bob McEwen, Congressman McEwen, and yourself, uh, and the leadership, the direction, honestly, as a new member, I'm really excited about it. I, and I, there's like a a, a new, fresh uh, life to it that was was missing. Do you want to touch on it? Well, you know, Ca- Council for National Policy is a private group, so I can't talk much about it. Uh, but it's a great group of conservative leaders and supporters that get together. To talk about and it's, it's by invitation. It's by invitation. Yeah, right. And and so, you know, the media isn't allowed to come. Right. And so the left hates it, right? Yeah. Because conservatives aren't allowed to exercise their core First Amendment rights to get together and talk about policy. Only the left can. And so they've tried to spy on our group and spy on our meetings. So I'm proud to be in the leadership of that group. Uh, but to show you, without getting into the details of what we talk about and what we do there, which is private, is that the fact the left hates us and is so desperate to expose what we're doing uh, tells you the the success and the importance, uh, tells you something about the success and the importance of the group. It, it's been around 50 plus years, right? Didn't it, what was the, anniversary, the last anniversary of it? Yeah, 40, 40 plus years, yeah. 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 
really remarkable organization. And and I love the fact that, you know, the, the left wants to know more about it, but it's a, it's a think tank and it's where great things happen. And I, I've been blessed to be invited and be a member of it. And your leadership has been tremendous, Tom. Bryce, you got any questions? Because I know he's busy, and I, I just don't want to take him too, you know, take up all his time. But yeah, um, I would love to to hear, uh, and, and we can make this the last one, um, a little bit about how they are. First, is the tenor of the Biden administration different when it comes to answering the the FOIA requests? And what is the more imaginative things they're doing to uh, resist giving you guys the info? You know, it's not different. It's it's uh, things got awful under the Obama administration and they haven't really changed that much. You know, during the Trump years, every once in a while, we get things that we might we might not have otherwise gotten because someone was awake in the administration and said, well, this is FOIA. Let's follow it. This is information that's important. Uh, but many of the legal positions haven't changed. I think one of you know, one of the unfortunate things that we've learned over the years is that our, our uh, what we call a deep state, the administrative agencies, you know, people should realize the president is one man who's running a million plus, two, you know, millions of people, practically speaking, work in, and report to him and his appointees. And he has little control. Many of them are, are partisan Democrats. They're liberals. Uh, some of them try to do their work despite that because they recognize their job is to implement policy is directed by the senior levels of the administration and the president. Others don't like working at all, so that's just another matter. And the rest of them are are uh, ideologues who will do their best to undermine that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when it comes to FOIA, you know, look, the resting state of the bureaucracy is secrecy. They don't like following it. The law requires uh, them to respond in 20 days. So in some cases, even if they wanted to follow it, they practically speaking couldn't. So we don't necessarily sue at day 20, but we just have to fight for every every piece of uh, every scrap of paper. And I would say things changed dramatically once we found the Clinton emails. Wow. Where That's we great. used to be able to get accommodations from the other side in litigation, you know, we'd have to sue for the time of day. Well, and so I'm now really... in order to get information that you're confident you're getting everything about, and we don't sue for everything we ask for. We, keep, we don't have the capacity. We have thousands of FOIAs out there. Um, but in order to make sure you, if there's something important, you really want it, you want to be confident you're getting everything you're supposed to under the law, at least within reason, you have to, you have to pursue uh, a federal lawsuit. Let, let, let's do this. Um, you have... All that work you're doing, you're sitting in an office that probably has a lease on it. You have to remain in the nation's capital to contend with those things. You've got a staff that's probably very, very busy. And this is, uh, you're, how do you support all that? And I'm, I'm, I'm teeing it up for you because I want you to tell the viewers and listeners how they can support yeah, Judicial Watch. Perfect. Yeah, I don't ask for money enough. I mean, if you get our mail, obviously we ask. You really, you really mail. don't. You really don't. I love that uh, about you. But uh, look, we're we're a nonprofit educational <laughs> foundation that survives on donations from Americans, voluntary donations. Uh, we don't get money from the government unless we win in court. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes we get some of our legal fees paid, but that's usually a pittance compared to what we actually spend. Right. Uh, but so you know, and that's the great thing about Judicial Watch. We're, we're 
you know, people may not, we're one of the largest groups on at least on the conservative side of the aisle in the country. We have over a million supporters. Uh, and, you know, the reason I'm able to do the work we're able to, we're, I'm able to do and my colleagues are able to do, we got lawyers and investigators and, you know, media, accountant, fundraisers, all of that is because we're supported by the American people. And people can go to our internet site at judicialwatch.org and sign up. They can look at all the documents that we found. I mean, we've got stuff on Fauci. We've got stuff on CRT. We're, we're suing for teachers who have been targeted for firing and fired over their objections on CRT. We're exposing um, everything we can on Fauci and COVID and vaccines. Uh, got pretty much everything we know about Fauci in China is the result of our FOIA lawsuits. You know, so I, you know, I have, I have, I, I'm not really joking when I say we're investigating everything. Yeah. I mean, if there's yeah. something you're upset about and you're kind of aware of, we're probably asking a question on. Yeah, well, I'm I'm also happy that you take uh, our guys like the Bush administration and others, and also hold them to task because uh, corruption is corruption. Whether it's our team perceived our team or their team, you know, we need to be doing that. And I and I also I know, know, you know that the funny thing is where you know everyone says, "Look, you know, Tom Fitton's pro Trump." We see the Trump administration probably more than anyone else here in the city. Yeah. No, it's important, and I and I know you are investigating pretty much everything. I mean, and it's hyperbole, but I say that because I know how busy you are. I've been around you. I, I see the the tension and and the demands on you, and yet you picked up my call for something that you know I was just asking for direction, and you were willing to jump in and help. And it was a small thing referred to by Bob McEwen that's how you are. And it's a great organization. And I'm glad that you have a million supporters and I pray that there's more. Um, right. How do they, how do they support you? What do they do? Where do they go? Cause you well, stink they can at go this. to our website at judicialwatch.org. And you know, and I, and I'm, I was happy to provide that, you know, help. And I don't remember the specifics we, you probably don't even remember them either, but that's the <clears> nice <throat> thing about the work we do. It's like, you know, we do all this public work, but we help people exercise their rights too, and figure yeah. out what to do. I mean, that's, you know, we're educating Americans. Hey, you know, I, w I was in a, I was in a hotel not too long ago and, you know, we had, you know, the wonderful wait staff, whatever. And someone looked at me uh, and, and he, and he was, you know, he had English as a second language. So he, you know, he uh, was either an immigrant or, or, uh, you know, had a, certainly had English as a second language. He looked at me, he goes, Tom Fitton, he goes, FOIA. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come on, you that's know great. about FOIA. And, what, and if you know about FOIA, what that means is, you know about our government needs to be accountable. Yep. Yeah. And I tell you, you know, every dollar we spend has been worth that one comment yep. from that one guy in that one hotel. Yep. Because the idea that someone so far afield from Washington, D.C. is aware of that nerd term FOIA and and how important it is to the uh, to making our government accountable uh, to me is is just worth its weight in gold. And with, so you with, know, people can visit judicialwatch.org and look, the internet, you know, if, if uh, people will be able to figure out how to support us, so go to our website and, you know, click, yeah. click on where wherever you're supposed to click. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll do it. Uh, I, I'll, I'll close with this, Tom. Uh, you were talking about, you know, that nerdy term FOIA. 
Um, and I can't go into detail, but they are about to launch an enormous lawsuit uh, against the school district in Scottsdale. Uh, similar to the Loudoun County nightmare, it's going to be even bigger in Scottsdale. You had a sitting um, uh, school board, I, I meant school board, you had a sitting sc- school board member doing investigations on parents and background, I mean, uh, and and this is this is really huge, and it's and it's all done by FOIA, and you know you started this trend, and now it's empowering citizens to hold their government accountable, especially when they're they're violating those seven articles that were supposed to constrain them, and violating those ten of the Bill of Rights, those first ten amendments, with that preamble that specifically says it's to constrain the government. Um, thank you for all you do, Tom. Uh, we're 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 blessed by you and the entire Judicial Watch organization and a great honor to have you on our program. Uh, and so just a personal, uh, so thankful to, and, and to call you my friend, you're, you're a great well, treasure. Thank you, Robert. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Robert. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. I'm going I'm to say goodbye because I know you're busy. So get to thank it and, and maybe we'll catch up with you down the road because there's always stuff to, you know, be refreshed on. So thanks, Tom. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome. It. Thank you, gentlemen. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Tom Fitton. And, and I love that his name, Fit. Because yeah. <laughs> he's buff, you know, and, and you know he walks around. He, he, he concerns himself with his health. He's concerned with the the the, the republic, the nation. Uh, he's tireless. Yeah. He's inspiring. He uh, as busy as he is, he still takes on other issues. He he literally picked up the phone when I called. He doesn't remember it because his right hand doesn't know what his left hand's doing because he's a gracious man. But he went. He, he immediately gave me direction as to help this individual. And and I'll tell you what. That immediately started a chain of events that gave success in that area. It's awesome. So this is a this is a pit bull that God's afforded to to us to call a friend, and I'm grateful for that because you know I don't know what the future holds, but I know He's going to be with us in that future. Yeah, I said in 2020 that uh, this decade would be the decade of the warrior. And yeah, I meant that um, in terms of guys like Tom. Yeah, you know, will will really rise to prominence because we need people that will be fighting hard yep. against the the corrupt influences and things that are you know really wrecking us at this point. Yeah, and I love the fact they're going after CRT that's that's yeah. infiltrated our school districts, uh, going after these 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 uh, just terrible issues of. You know, not even having a voting system that's legitimate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, and and, uh, and I do love that he that he went after the Trump and Bush oh, administrations yeah. and everything because you know we are called as as Christians to you know to to push back against those things and and just because it's you know perceived to be our team doesn't mean we should be letting that thing those things go. We need transparency. We need honesty yeah. in our in our government. Yeah, I I I he I heard that from day one and and I love that too yeah. because. Uh, you know, power corrupts. I, I'm at a point now where you have a judicial, a Supreme Court candidate who, who can't define what a woman is. Yeah. I I don't care if you have an R or a D behind your name. You 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 back that candidate. I got enormous problems with yeah. you. If you're in my district, I'm voting against you. Yeah. And and I, I and I think everyone that that. The, the idea of just looking at the record of this candidate. Now I, yeah. I get it. The president gets to appoint them, but if they're gonna if they're gonna you know get rid of Bork and they're gonna go after Justice Thomas like they did and they're gonna do those things, if this is the standard you set and you give you give the Senate the ability to remove a candidate, all right, I'm gonna hold the Senate accountable. Yeah, it, you, you, this is a terrible candidate for for the for for 
for the Supreme Court. Terrible. They better do something about that. And I don't care if it's an RD. At this point, uh, it it just it's a blur to me. It's the swamp. Yeah. Well, and we and we really shouldn't. I mean, because you know, of course, both political parties keep failing us over and over yeah. again. And there's only a very few bright spots. And you know, it, yeah, it's it's tragic. It's a theater of the absurd. Yeah. yeah. It's the rise of the common citizen, and uh, it's guys like Tom that back us, and I'm so grateful for him. Yeah. Well, um, that's awesome. All right. Well. That's our night. Tom Fitt and Judicial Watch, judicialwatch.org. Yep. That's how you support that amazing organization. Uh, you have any questions, he'll be back on the show. We can send it to him. Just go at info at godspeak.com. And until tomorrow night, thanks for joining us on another wonderful episode of Liberty <laughs> Station. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>